Alpha Gundam style, everyone. It is. It is. It's what fucking Valkyl Robot is what you're listening to right now. Your friendly neighborhood Gundam podcast. I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. And with me, as always, is Jake. I'm Jake. I also use he, him pronouns. Um. Hey. Hey, Jake. <laughs> hey, Max. <laughs> um. Remember when people were like, oh, fucking Gundam Double Zeta, this is a silly, this is a silly dumb show, there's no stakes, it's Looney Tunes, it's just a fun, silly, goof-em-up goof show about some kids running around with big old robots shooting, shooting pew-pew-pow. Nothing, yeah, it's, it's not serious. It, it's, it's not serious at all, there's no reason to watch this one, there's nothing worth watching. I, I, do you think, Jake, do you think that they might have been sending a message when the opening of the show stopped saying that it's not anime when people started dying? <laughs> I think there might be some sort of significance there. You might be onto something. I can, uh, I can see that. Yeah, it's it, it's it's no longer anime Janai. It is now Silent Voice, and I very much like this song. It's like, you know, it's the current opening. It's been the opening since episode twenty six, so one of the ones we did last week. Um, but it's cool. It's very emotional, very sad, but it's still, you know, it just still has that good like Gundam OP flavor. It's just like mm, love to see it. Reuses like a ton of footage from from um, Anime Janai, but like whatever, it's fine. It's it's you know it's a good opening. Hell yeah, I uh, I only listened to it a couple times, but uh, I uh, you know I don't I don't have as much to say musically. I never have really, but mm. uh, I enjoy it. It's it's a good one. Oh, I mean, I have a podcast about music, and I don't really ever have anything to say musically. <laughs> you you are way more insightful than I could ever hope to be on music. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoy listening to that podcast. Yeah, well, I I appreciate it. I don't really appreciate what the writers have done <laughs> to the show right now. I mean, l- let me say, I I appreciate it from a writing standpoint. I think it is very very good, but also, ah, oh, oof, yeesh. You know, I got a little bit of a theory once we get to the end here about uh, <clears throat> maybe maybe something else is going on, but uh, we'll get there when we get there. I love to hear a theory. Well, Jake, you know, as we always do, we talk about, I mean, I say always when I was, I was going to say we always talk about three episodes a week, but last week we only talked about two, but that's right at our course and we'll be able to do a solid three all throughout the rest of the series. And let me tell you, Jake, about the first of the three episodes that we watched this week, episode 27 of Mobile Suit Gundam Zizza, Lena's Blood, part one. You fucking love to see... A character's blood, and then there's going to be two parts of this bullshit. Fucking fantastic. What a title. <sighs> okay. So, Jake, I'll tell you what. In this episode, the Gundam team make it to Dakar as a Neo-Zeon military parade is ongoing. They plan to attack at night when the banquet party is happening to rescue Lena. Judo flies ahead directly to the state house where the party is being held as the Gundam team fire on the city. Hamon and Glemmy try to convince their guests that this battle is merely a Neo-Zeon military demonstration. Judah successfully infiltrates the party, but before he can get to Lena, Haman finds him. He is shot in the shoulder, and then Lena arrives to try and protect him. In a struggle, Haman shoots Lena, which causes Judah to fully unleash his new type aura, sending Haman fleeing in hysterics. He manages to escape with a wounded Lena. As the battle rages on, the Audhumla arrives with crowd reinforcements, but Judah is shot down and lands in the ocean. Holy fuck. <laughs> there is so much going on, and somehow we just... Uh... Put it down to just a couple minutes there, but... That's it. The thing that is, like, my episodes really don't have a lot of notes for this one. Because, I like, I noticed that with these episodes, like, there's a lot of fighting here. It is, like, at least the first two, it is, like, mostly battles, honestly. Like, more, most of the second one, but, like, 
it's it's one of those where like not a lot happens, but the stuff that does happens, you know, everything happens a lot. so much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a it's quantity over quality. Other way around. Quality over quantity. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, it's dense. It's dense. So how does this one start this out, Jake? packed with nutrients. Mm, um, so <laughs> it starts off, uh, there's fireworks shooting off in the middle of the day over to Carr, and Lena is standing on a balcony outside her window at this at the state guest house just watching. She's all dressed up and uh, just kind of watching the fireworks going off. It's, yeah, it's fucking... Well, I, is it... Oh, no, I guess, yeah, I guess it's not. For some reason, I thought, I was like, wait a minute, my notes say it's a battle. No, just kidding. It's not, it's, I <laughs> I thought it was a battle. It is just mid-air fireworks because this is during the parade. I was very confused. I was like, wait a fucking minute. I was wrong, as usual. Um, it is weird to see fireworks in the middle of the day. Yeah, it's really not oppressive because it just looks like you're just exploding, like, shells, you know? You got to wait for it to be <laughs> nice and get the colors. But, um, yeah, you know, Lena's watching this all happen and, like, she kind of, like, backs away from the window and, like, she knocks over a vase on a stand and, like, trying to pick it up, uh, she cuts herself and, hey, look, it's Lena's blood. Do you get it? That, that's 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 the only reason the title that's is called that. That's the worst thing that yep. happens in these episodes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is this is all for basically a Neo-Zeon, like, triumphant military parade. We see we see Widow Maneva Zabi doing the princess wave. Is she's in the Popmobile. She's in... <laughs> She's in the Pope She's in the Pope Mobile doing the princess wave. She's space Pope. Well, actually, I mean, fucking Amana's Cubeless, so it kind of uh, parallels. It's cinematography to me. <laughs> it's just, it's just very, very silly. And we see a couple of the Gundam team members. They're just in an alley in Dakar watching, and like, Rusi is glimmy, and she's just like, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, okay, let's go. After, after, like, we have to leave now. <laughs> I just fucking. Every single time Glemmy does, like, Glemmy has been escalating ever since we first saw him. And I still think it's so funny. The very first time I saw Glemmy, I was like, oh, this guy going to fucking die. This episode he gets introduced. And then it's like, this is the most important character in the show. I'm like, what? Yeah. Seriously, I I, uh, I, I recognized his name from mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Uh, from those old PS3 games that I used to play. Yeah. So I was like, he's going to be important. I didn't realize this important. Yeah, he's going to be uh, less important, more pivotal. And <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then we cut over to the rest of the Gundam team. It's Judo and L. They're basically doing recon in the city. They're at, like, you know, some some rocks using binoculars. And they plan to strike at night during the party. And Judo sort of asks L. He's like, hey, after we rescue Lena, can you quit the Gundam team and, like, take care of her? It's like, I won't keep on fighting. I need to finish this war. But, like, I don't want Lena to be around in it. And uh, he says a line that really, really gets me. He says, I want to scare the crap out of these selfish adults. And I was like, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, n- not not to uh, not not to uh, you know part the commode too much. He certainly fucking does. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we, we would cut over again. Glenny's talking to Lena, and you know Lena's in her dress and everything. And he's like, "Tonight is the night. You're making your big debut for this fucking Zeon military social function. I guess you've completed your cotillion with flying marks, Lena. Congratulations." And he's like, "I hope it'll be a wonderful memory for you." And I was like. Bro, you you made her realize, do this. You realize she's a prisoner, right? Like she's a prisoner. This isn't, this isn't a fancy party for her. This is where her cell's at tonight. I hope you appreciate like, that I'm making you do this. You love to see it, don't you, Lena? It's like fucking figure it out, homie. Not great. <laughs> and then he's kind of cut over. It's the nighttime, right? Judo's in the cockpit. He gets into his core and he's like trying to take off and pull. Is like fuck. J- Judo's leaving. I gotta go with him. I gotta go with him. And Ella's like literally holding her back and like slapping her to like prevent her from fucking you know flying off the handle as usual 
And then uh, we see Haman walking out with uh, Widow Minerva and Glimmy and Paul. Haman's outfit in this scene, though. Yeah. She's a girl boss. She has lipstick. Her hair is like, <laughs> her hair is like slightly flattened. It's not the usual like flared out the sides it usually is. It's like, it, it, it's like a medium between her weird wet pool hair and her normal space hair. But she's like, styling. she's styling. She's styling. She's wearing lipstick. She's wearing this like very slick, like black and white dress. Like she looks, I mean, you know, not to fucking hand it to her, but she's certainly, she, she's got the three G's. She's gaslighting. She's gatekeeping and she is girl bossing and we all should stand her for it. Simply my, simply my choice. And uh, she introduces Mineva to the crowd as the leader of Neo Zeon. And she says some like nonsense about how Mineva has been praying day and night for hope and peace between the colonies and Earth. Blah, blah, blah. It's all pontification. But yeah, she's like, look, look at this little baby. She's the leader. Everyone loves her. And everyone's like, oh, she's baby. And everyone's just, everyone's applauding. But then there's a fucking, it's a really weird shot because they're applauding and like the kind of the lights all cut out and it's only the hands that are glowing that we see and lena is like what the fuck lena doesn't like this no she she's like kind of grabbing her head and is like what is going on hello no <laughs> it's just it's just yeah yeah you know she's not, she's not having she's not having a good time and then we you know we cut it we get like a very short cut over scene of like the gundam team where they're all like silently flying to dakar they're all like you can, they're clearly very nervous and like you know, they're sweating in the cockpits, but they're not really saying anything. They're just like, it's fucking, you know, it's game time now. And uh, Glimmy is explaining to, to Lena, he's like, these people here that uh, are talking to Haman and Mineva are the Earth Federation leaders. And this is just, uh, you know, a great coming together of us. And uh, in, in Lena's head, she's like, but didn't they just want us all dead like yesterday? Ah, <laughs> oh, you see, we're in the state house now. It's fine. And Lena starts like freaking out now. She's like, everything's turning blue. She sees like this like weird ass psychic ghost, and she's like, fucking everyone is lying and brown nosing. This is what adults are like. And like, she's like, kind of like, looks like she's feeling faint. It's like, yeah, me fucking too. And I have to do important adult shit. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, thank you, girl. Not for me. She kind of like falls into Glimmy's arms, and then we cut to Pull and Mondo and the Mega Rider. Yeah, and. and uh, uh, Paul's just playing with buttons, you know, just an okay thing to do in this weapon of war. If I see a button, I'm going to press it. What's the problem? And Mondo's like, don't shoot that right now. And she's like, but I want to. Don't do it. How about I I do anyway? (laughs) And and, uh, they they argue for a while, and then she just, uh, boop. She just shoots a huge beam right towards the town. Yeah, just fucking blast and, like, zooms by the state house. And... You know, at, right before this happens, Lena gets, like, a new type flash. She's like, this isn't right. I don't want to grow up to be an adult. Uh, and a finger on the monkey's paw curls. And then, like, the shot hits the city. And, like, everyone's <laughs> in the fucking state house is freaking out. And it's, like, it's really interesting how much of a new type Lena is in these episodes, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, like, because we really didn't, like, we got a little bit of that when Judo would try to rescue her the fucking five times that happened. But, like, these two episodes, are just, it's really, like, lead of new type hours. This is when, so this is when, you know, Haman is like, ah, all according to Keikaku, you see, Earth Federation fuckers, this is a a presentation that Neo Zeon is going to put on for you to show you that we're good at fighting. And then she signals to Glemmy, and Glemmy's like, hit it, boys, and the orchestra starts playing. Yeah, I like, I was watching this play, and I was just like, you dumbass, you're just going to tell everybody, like, oh, yeah, no, we... We planned for the uh, Karaba squad to come over here so we could just, uh, mm-hmm. so we could fight them. Don't worry, everything is totally safe. Yeah, fuck, famous last words. And 
Glummy tells Haman to take Lemonade away. He'll handle all of this. And, you know, once again, proving his competence. He loved to see it. And, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. There's more fighting. And Judo sort of, like, is... Judo's flown ahead at this point, right? Because, like, Al and Rue and, and, and Bicha and Mondo and Eno are all back there. They're all fighting in the town, or in the city itself. And Judo's landing by the state house. And he kind of gets caught by a guard. And, and like, what are you doing here? And he's like, a mobile suit just crashed over there. And he points them and they just run off. Just, like, fucking... Good, stupid, stupid. I love goons who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and uh, as he, he comes up to the to the state house, and it's surrounded by this big fence, he thinks for a minute, like, "What am I going to do? Am I going to have to climb this tree?" Mm-hmm. And then he sees a uh, roof flying overhead. He's like, "Oh, hey!" And just kind of like waves her down, and she uh, she just clicks with him immediately because she knows exactly what he wants. Yeah. She uh, she transforms and like tackles a mobile suit and just knocks it through the fence. And yeah, like, it's yes, so thank you. It's so fucking funny. She sees a dwarf and she's like, it's for real estate. And just like rams and knocks the entire ass fence down. It's like, it's so funny. Rue's like, all right, get it, homie. It's just, it's very, very fun. And yeah, yeah, Judo's like, oh, thank you. And he runs in. And like Lena's like new type flashing and she's fielding Judo nearby. And she's like running around. And everyone's like, oh, do you need help? And she's like, I can handle myself. Like, you know, I know where I'm going. And like no one questions her, which is cool. She's, Lena's also being a girl boss. We love it. And uh, we see... Glimmy talking to some of the feds about uh, taking over Jupiter's helium farming yeah. operations. And I don't know if that's just like set dressing, world building or whatever, or if that's going to lead to something in the future. But I thought it was worth pointing out. No, no, yeah. Okay. So, 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 so specifically, um, Paptimus in Zeta, he was in charge of one of the helium farming ships. His mm-hmm. ship was the, um, it was called the, uh, shit, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I don't remember what it was, but anyway, he had a helium farming ship. So, like, you know, I think it's showing that, like, yeah, Axis is making a, more of a move on different, like, Titans um, organizations. So, you know, Glummy's going to get that, which is, you know, whatever. That's interesting. I, I, I would, I, I I understand that, you know, it all really has to take place in Earth's sphere, but, like, it'd be cool to see other planets and stuff. And then again, that's really what Iron-Blooded Orphans is because it's on Mars for a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I, I do like that there still have this universe of like, yeah, there's like weird shit outside of the asteroid belt, but like we don't really need to go there a whole lot because it's just like very dangerous and not really worth our time. But it's a, you know, it's just a cute little bit of world building there. And uh, <clears throat> and then Selena runs up to him. And she's like, hey, I'm not feeling well. Uh, he tells her to go rest in her quarters. And he's like, let me get someone to escort you. And she goes, no, no, I can go alone. Mm-hmm. And somebody uh, that he's, that Glenn is schmoozing up to, is like, oh, you've you've taught her to be such a refined young lady. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's gone. She excuses herself. And then like Haman is like, oh, that fuck that motherfucking kid is here again, isn't she? So she goes off. She she knows him. And then like the very next scene, Judo's running up a flight of stairs and Haman is just there with a gun. She kind of monologues at him a little bit. She's like, do you not realize it? The men and women who came to this party and wagged their tails at Neo Zeon, they are the very root of the evil that defiles the earth. They polluted it by simply just continuing to rebuild after all the worlds, all all the world. Oh, God. <laughs> they polluted earth by rebuilding so much after all the wars. And, you know, basically by doing that, they're basically saving themselves, but further damaging the earth. And it's ex- some very, like kind of calling back to Shar's ideology in Zeta a little bit because you know a lot of what he justified him you know his actions is like yeah it's because they're polluting the earth so it's like I, I figure it's, this is the kind of ideology that they both made back when they were both in Axis hanging out 
So it's Ooh, interesting okay. to sort of see that resurface. I don't know. I you know I don't really think it'll go anywhere. It doesn't seem like it'll go anywhere at least for for Double Zeta because I feel like Double Zeta has different themes it's kind of dealing with. But like it, it's just, it's a welcome change. It's like yeah, or not a change, but like it's it's a welcome callback to like yeah, remember this? This is still relevant. This is still what Haman believes, even if she doesn't really, you know. It, it, we don't really see Neo Zeon fighting for an ideology as much as we see Neo Zeon just, like, fighting for supremacy. Like, yeah, we're going to take over both Federation and the Titans. Or we're going to take down both Ayug and the Titans. So it's just, like, you know, again, just just more of, like, yeah, this she's a character. Just don't forget that when, you know, shit pops off in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, she's kind of, like, telling him all of her ideology. And uh, she says she says at the end, she's like, you know what, I'm with you. I feel able to speak my mind without hesitation. Stop hitting on the boy. And he's like, I'm not going to be your man. I'm yeah. not. I'm just <laughs> like, not no. going. It's not happening. Nasty old lady. But she's like, oh, it's just it's your, your new type. And and she, she talks about how he shouldn't, you know, always rely on his instinct and emotions. And, like, it's a shame that he had to betray her. And then she just, like, fucking shoots him in the shoulder. <laughs> he goes, I don't care about new types. I just want to save Lena. <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, then perish. <laughs> and she shoots him. And at this point, fucking, hey, Lena's here. And, and, and she rolls up and she's like, is like trying to stand in front of Judo. And Haman is like, ah, she's your weakness. And I was like, yeah, you didn't realize that already? Yeah, you knew, <laughs> you knew that she was his sister. Glimmy told you this. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it, whatever, whatever, whatever. The, the point, the point is, you know, now everyone's, the main players are in the room together at this point. Um, and, uh, so yeah, there, we we cut over. We see more fighting in the city, and a mobile suit sort of like crashes nearby, and it like shakes the entire building. And like this scene, this next scene happens in like it almost looks like a slideshow because it's just like a, like frame by frame. Because we see Judo like dive at Haman and try and like grab the gun out of her hands. Um, what happens next? So she pushes him away, and Lena jumps in between them again, and Haman shoots at Judo. But uh, since Lena's there, she shoots her in the side. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't... It, I feel like it's kind of misleading. I think that she got shot more in the stomach, maybe. Or, like... I don't know. I feel like she got shot and it hit, like, something more important than just, like, grazing her side. Because you see, like, a little bit of her dress tear on the side. Yeah. Um, but, like, you don't see blood or anything in that one shot. But, like, my understanding is that, like, since Lena's so, like, kind of fucked up afterwards, I feel like Lena got hit a lot more, you know, in, in a worse way than it would seem. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I, again, it's kind of unclear because Judo gets shot. Okay, Train. Hello. Because, um, <laughs> you know, Judo gets shot in the shoulder, like, in the, right, right beforehand. We don't see blood either. But you can kind of tell that, like, yeah, he got shot in the arm. But he's kind of fine about it. So... Either way, it's not very clear. I don't know if they're allowed to show, like, the blood of someone getting shot like that. But I tell you what, they're certainly allowed to show the blood of someone after they get shot. Because Judo says, this episode is called Lena's Blood Part 1. And then he sees the blood in her hands. And Judo says, hmm, today I will go ape shit. <laughs> um, so everything in the shot, just everything turns red. And there's this loud, audible heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Just dun-dun. And it cuts to the city where the other kids are fighting. And dun-dun. And they can, like... Everyone well, feels this. And Holy they start fuck. hearing it, and uh, they don't know what it is. And then, boom, boom, and it cuts back to uh, like Pole being able to tell that it's from Judo, mm -hmm, and, then, mm -hmm. and then, boom, boom, and it's back to him. And he's like, he's basically going Super Saiyan, and uh, it's insane. Uh, she shoots at him again and misses, or maybe it deflects. It's not super clear. Probably just yeah. misses. I, I don't, I um, don't know because like. 
I, I think it's a little of column A, a little of column B, because at this point his aura is like starting to actually manifest into like a fucking like ghostly demon judo hovering above him. And like Haman is like, I have this, I mean, this scene is shocking for a million different reasons, right? But like, I think the most shocking thing about it is that Haman, this insanely powerful new type who can use her, you know, use the new type pressure, basically like push anyone around her down is like scared for her life right now. She is like screaming and shooting at the air above judo. She is like losing her fucking mind. And it's like genuinely a scary scene. And uh, we cut back to, like, outside of the building, and Eno can see, like, this image of Judo just standing above the building. He's what? He's fucking... Uh, he, he's, proje- he's projecting. <laughs> he's projecting himself. It's so scary! Ah! And uh, at this point, Haman just turns, and she runs into a room past, like, the guards try to stop her, and she just, like, runs in there, and she's, she's just like, cowering wailing, over her bed. screaming. Oh, my God. She's, like, sweating bullets and shaking. She's like, this pressure, I can't compete with this. Like, it's just, like, the fucking... You know, we knew Judo was a new type, but I didn't realize he was, like, a new type like this, you know? A walking bomb. It's interesting. <laughs> um, I, I forget who it was that tweeted this. I think it might have been um, Tom from Mobile Suit Breakdown. But in every Gundam series, there is, like, a sort of demonic, almost, like, new type vision. The, fir- the one from Mobile Suit Gundam 79 was um, Dozel Zabi had one when he was, like, in his, in, outside the big Zam being like, all right, fucker, f- come fight me. Um, we see it in Zeta when I don't know if it's Haman fighting. I think it might be Haman fighting Camille. Um, but like Haman manifests her aura as like sort of like herself, but like he's weird, like sort of like wispy, like wings and tail, like looks like some weird, like spirit bird. And in this, not only do we get that first like freaky demon shot of Haman when Judo runs into her, um, in Axis, but also right now when Judo is like, I'm going to Gigantamax myself. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I, the show is certainly saying something about, like, the fucking demonic power these freaks have. <laughs> and uh, he he starts to calm down a little bit, and he, he turns and carries Lino away. And uh, they go down an elevator, and Haman starts, or Lena starts to wake up. They, they sort of run into this, like, huge, like, crowd of people who are all trying to leave. Because at this point, everyone's, like, freaking the fuck out. Like, the chandelier is falling, and, like, everyone's like, oh, this isn't a demonstration. We're going to die here. Um, and Lena is like... All right, time to girl boss again because she like just like is like standing up and she's like, you know, uses her influence of Glemmy sort of like raising her within Zeon. Basically, tell all the Federation people it's like you fucking made in your bed, sit in it. Like unless you're going to be like held to treason, you have to basically stand here and accept who you sided with. And all the so and like everyone just like is like oh shit fuck okay and it's like all kind of walk off and like the soldiers. She's like you fucking command your posts. And one tries to like escort her out. She's like, "Are, are you? Is your fuck? You're supposed to be guarding here." Like Lena is just like bossing everyone around right now. It fucking rules. And she she makes up a lie about like, uh, Glimmy ordered him to escort me back to the Sadalon. Let mm-hmm. us leave now, now. And they do. And, um, at that time that she is leaving, Glimmy goes to Lena's room and realizes, "Ah, oh, shit, she lied to me again." Oh fuck. And also, in the, we get a... <laughs> how does this keep happening? How does this keep happening? And then she says to Judo, uh, uh, Lena does, I'm such a bad girl, telling all those lies. At this rate, heaven won't want me. And I was like, uh-oh, sisters, don't say shit like that. <laughs> it gave me a flashback to that episode where uh, Judo talked about the trials that like, God was putting him through. Yeah, they're Catholic. <laughs> oh, God. And he runs out with Lena, and like there's like Xeon troops sort of holding them up. They're investigating Judo's core fighter. But before they can, like, actually walk up and look at them, the fucking out Hoomla's here. 
the the big ass yeah. the big ass uh, Garuda class ship that they stole from um they stole from Jabiro and Zeta. So we and we know Hayato's on board and like it's fucking Karaba reinforcements. Fuck yeah, let's get some let's get some Italian zest up in here. And they're just launching gems left and right into the battlefield as a backup for the for the Argama team. Yes, and, and Judo's able to get in his uh, core fighter, and like Glemmy runs up and is trying to stop them, but of course they're gone by then. So Glemmy gets in his Bawu, and he's like starting to fight like the the different parts of the double Zeta, and like Lena's not really doing too good. She's like you know breaking a fever oh. and sweating and like kind of passing out, and just uh oh, sisters. And uh, Glemmy starts to like fight Eno so that they can't dock, and Rue covers for him, and uh, Glemmy has a little. A little freak out when he realizes that he's fighting Rue. Mm-hmm. And and eventually, uh, Judo is, like, trying to fly away. And he does get shot. Or, like, you know, the, the core gets shot. And he's, like, kind of going down. He has, like, sort of, like, crash lands in the ocean. And, like, the last shot of the episode is just, like, the sort of panning over to see the battle, like, raging on in Dakar. And, uh... Oh, yep, that's the end of the news. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. it we we kind of, like, flow directly into the next episode from there. So you want to tell me about it, Jake? I sure do. <clears throat> Episode 28 Lena's Blood, Part 2 The battle continues. Pole and Mondo and the Mega Rider search for Judo, guided by Pole's new type abilities. The rest of the Gundam team head for them as well. They find Judo and Lena in the cockpit of the core, and Pole takes Lena alone in order to stop Judo from being reckless trying to protect her. When Judo is woken up, he leaves being reckless trying to protect her. Pole and Lena fight since Pole is jealous of Lena and Judo's relationship, while... She would only ever be used and tested for her cyber new type abilities. Judo calms her down and says they can all be siblings, but this is cut short when he has to return to the battle to combine the double Seda. During the battle, Rue attacks Glimmy, but is in turn attacked by one of his lieutenants, Ameth the Pole. She shoots her down, but her dwaj crashes right next to the shack Lena was in. Everybody lands to find the shack in flames and Lena presumed dead. Glimmy flies off, reconsidering all the action he's taken up to now. Rue tells Judo he has to get a hold of himself or he's going to die next. Everyone is sad. Fucking... Ah, it's Gundam! It sure is Gundam, isn't it? Ah, Animation eye. It is anime, though! It, anime deaths! Anime deaths, Jake! Oh, God. It's very... It's sad. I, like, you know, they, they, they were signposting that Lena's going to die the whole time. But, like, for a while, I was like, maybe she'll, maybe she'll be able to make it out of this one. Fucking nope. And, and, and even with, like, the, the weird, you know, you know, a lot, like, again, what happens later in the episode, Judo's, like, doesn't really believe she's dead at first. But, like, you know, uh, I think she's dead. But fucking... Regardless, this one starts out. We we do see the thickest boy this side of the Mississippi, Hayato Kobayashi. He doesn't really do anything. He's just kind of flying the out Humla. Like he's just there. there. He's just there <laughs> to remind you. Yeah, remember this thick lad? And I say yes, I do. Thank you so much. I'll never forget him. And he's kind of fucking. He's like flying away now because he just like launches all the gyms. He's like, all right, see ya, bye. And uh, on the salon, Haman is back in her rat outfit, asking yes. about the enemy reinforcements, and she orders it destroyed. But uh, but Hayato does kind of a cool thing where he uses the uh, spray from the ocean as a barrier to, like, disperse the beams. Yeah, that's fucking cool. Like, like, I was like, that is so clever. Yeah, Hayato Kawajiri. Or Kawajiri. Who am I thinking of? I'm th- no, you know what? Hayato Kawajiri is the name of fucking Hayato from JoJo's Part 4. Hayato Kobayashi. <laughs> um, Hayato Kobayashi is 
you know, he yeah, he's like flying low. He's like disperses a ton of Minovsky particles too. So like they're firing beams at uh, the Outhuma, but it's it won't hit. They're firing missiles, but he's like way too far away and kind of like dips over the horizon line so they can't really hit it. And Hamas like fucking useless. So then she decides to send out August Guidon's Dryson squad. And we don't really see this happen, but we do get a little, like, Thor mention, like, oh, yeah, they're in orbit ready to deploy. So I guess they, like, launch some Drysons from space to, like, come fuck shit up on Earth. It's cool. And uh, then we cut to the Mega Rider where Mondo, Mondo asks Pole if she can really sense where Judo is. And she focuses for a bit and is just like, mm, that away. She's a new type, so yes. <laughs> are, we, are we still questioning new types, Mondo? Yeah, you fucking, you literally, you felt, you felt Judo going ape shit. You kind of, you probably should know by now. Um, and we get a scene of Beecha and L are being pinned down right now. They're like kind of hiding behind this rebel as they're fighting some Xeon suits. But some more gyms show up and like they have their base jabbers, the little like gliding things. So L like, ju- like pushes one off and grabs it. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And L explains that the, the pilots of the double Zeta has been shot down. And they're like, oh, fuck, all right, go. So L <laughs> and Beecha grab some base jabbers and fly off. And then we just get, like, again, we really don't have anything to do with August Guidon yet. We just see him, and he's here to cause problems. But I don't think he has enough of a personality for me to really, like, get a grip on this guy, you know? He's just kind of there so far. Yeah. He he looks kind of like, in the first shot we've seen, he looks kind of like the berries and cream guy, but evil. Like, purple <laughs> hair. And he doesn't have the front bangs, but, like, the back and sides of his hair... Yeah, he's 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 rotten berries in the green. He's past his expiry date. That's <laughs> yeah. I, didn't put, I love that. Yeah, berries and cream, berries and cream. Um, let's see what happens next. Um, Pull and Mondo pull up and find where Judo and Lena have washed us, washed ashore, and uh, they pop open the cockpit, and uh, Judo and Lena are both passed out. Yeah, not great. So Pull tells Mondo to run back and grab the. She says the medicine box, but like the first aid kit, basically. You know, the medicine box, the box of the medicine. It makes sense. I get it. <laughs> and, you know, Mondo goes off and, like, pulls, like, wakes up Lena and basically tells her, all right, we have to go. I'm going to take you alone because, like, if you're with Judo, he's going to end up getting himself killed trying to protect you. Which is, like, ha- ha- it- I'm so conflicted, right? Because half of me is like, yes, good point. Half of me is like, fucking tell Judo that. Wake him up and tell him that. You know? Yeah. And, uh. Then we cut back to Mondo getting out of the rider with the medicine box, and uh, he he waves down Rue and Eno, and uh, they land, and they're like, "Okay, let's go check on Judo." And uh, then Mondo sprays Judo in the face with a medicine, like he's a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, he uses the super potion, and Judo restores sixty HP, and he's like, "Oh, I'm fine now. Great." Um, he wakes up, and the first thing he realizes is Lena is gone, and Mondo's Where's like, "Oh Lena? yeah, where's my sister?" Mondo and the other two are just so nonplussed by the fact that Pull and Lena are just not there. They're, they're just like, like, oh, yeah, he, she probably took her somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I feel like they're just so used to being around Pull and her weird bullshit. They just completely ignore what she does and just, like, block her out. It's like face blindness for her entire person. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they point out a pair of uh, a pair of tracks heading into the forest. When there is one, when there is one set of footprints in the sand, that's when LP Pull carried Lena through the desert jungle of Dakar. <laughs> uh, and there's like a little. Let's see, let's see. Hold on. Pull, pull takes Lena. Yeah, and yeah, and Runina land as well. Um, and now, okay, we do get a quick cutaway. Um, we 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 do see Glemmy here now, and he's with this random girl called Amathapola. Don't know why she got a name because uh, spoiler, she's not making it out of this episode. <laughs> As far as I can tell. Um, 
But she's blonde, which is cool. Um, unfortunately, she is probably last on my list of Gundam blondes because she really does exist to just, like, cause one big problem and is gone. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm at the polis here. She's in a dodge, whatever. She's cool, I guess. And uh, L's group approaches, and Columbia's group sees them. It's like, ah, oh, the Gundam team is all together. Perfect. Yeah, let's fucking beat ass. And then we get... Then we get this fucking heartbreaking scene because Paul's taking Lena to this like random shack, you know, on this island, and she grabs a and, like sorry, Lena grabs a stick like she walks ahead and she like accuses Paul of being some cyber new type freak wanting to be so close to judo, and oh god, Paul's like what? No, I'm not some weirdo. I'm not some weirdo. And and then Ron Howard voice, she is. <laughs> um, Paul finds a pipe on the ground and she uh, swings it at Lena's stick that she's holding. Yeah, fucking stop fighting. The the girls are fighting. She's like, I don't have parents and siblings. That's why I want judo. You're lucky. Judo takes care of you. Even Glimmy took care of you. All he did to me was put a creepy machine on my head every day. So you were a cyber new type. And this is this scene is so fucking sad. This is heartbreaking. Yeah. Like it's it's just like it's not like a cool fight. It's just it's like the fucking Pikachu slapping each other in the first Pokemon mm-hmm. movie. It's like don't make them fight. God, and Judo rolls up now, and, and like, Pull has the pipe, like, to Lena's neck, and she's, like, asking Judo who he loves more. And it's fucking, oh my god. And, and like, I I almost can't be mad at Pull for this, because, again, she's a fucked up cyber new type. Like, she is not right in the head. So it's like, you know, I, not to hand it to her, but, like, I sometimes feel like I can't necessarily fully blame her for what she's doing, because she's just, like, completely fucked up. Like, she she's the Joker, but not in a cool way. <laughs> I mean, she's just a traumatized, messed up kid who they tore. It sounds like they tore her away from her family and just she's only known the lab and fighting her entire life. Yeah. And, and, and fucked up. And she's 10, by the way. Yeah. She's a 10 year old girl. And like judo's sort of diffuse the situation. She He basically is like, we're, you know, we're all the same. Like we can all be siblings, both Lena and you. And like pull sort of gets this and like, you know. Judo's like, this is all Glemmy's fault. And, like, it sure fucking is all Glemmy's fault, that little weird freak. He says he he's the one who taught you to fight. People who act like that are why this war will never end. Fucking has a point! And then Pull is, like, breaking down crying, and, you know, nobody ever treats her like a princess. And then uh, in the distance they hear a big explosion, and we, the audience, are brought back to the Gundam team fighting Glemmy's team. And uh, they're not doing so hot. Not on, no. Like, L's getting, like, shot down. Like, everyone's just, like, getting fucking blasted. There's, like, Dryson's everywhere. There's a bunch of Dwodges, Glummies, and his Bawu. There's, like, fucking high-level enemies right now. It's a pretty tough fight. And Lena t- sort of, like, tells Judo to go ahead and fight. He, he's, like, you have to take out Glemmy. Like, it's all his fault. Like, if you take out Glemmy, like, things will get a lot easier. And then Pull, she looks all, like, sad and dejected, but then she's like, okay, I'm going to stay back. I'm going to take care of Lena. Judo, you go fight. And, like, fight so we can be together afterwards. And at this point, I felt like, yes, okay, I think Pull finally gets it. And I was still, like, a little nervous, but I think I think that you're right. And um, and so we cut back. I'm sorry, can you hear my dog freaking out? No, yeah, yeah I can hear. That's fine, though. It's just, okay. it's just flavored. That's the chaos of the battlefield, you know? <laughs> I am... Uh, I am home by myself and so my dogs are in their kennels right now and uh, they are not too happy about it <clears throat> no not really normally not they're really. fine but uh i guess he wants to play he's decided that let him let him play coach <laughs> let him play ref um glimmy's trying to shoot down Eno, uh 
but Judo starts shooting at him and distracts him. And, uh, you know, it's like, hurry, we need to combine. And Judo's like, well, I, I had to drop the core base I, I earlier. May or may, I may or may not have ditched the core base in a random unknown location. And then Pull, Pull does at everyone in the Argama Gundam team discord and says, hey, find the fucking core base. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yes, yes, ma'am, let's do it. And uh, Beecha pretty quickly finds it hanging out on the beach. They do this weird sort of thing, like, where the Mega Rider has, like, like a, like, uh, a, like a harpoon rope situ- situation system. They can't fucking talk right now. The Mega Rider shoots some ropes to, like, drag the core base now. This is, like, an interesting, this is, like, very, like, high intensity scene of them just, like, dragging the core base along the beach. And, um, we cut back to Bright, and he is, uh, approaching in the Argama, and his plan is to sink the Sadalan. But Haman is like, hmm, what if we use the city as a shield and just fly above the city so they can't risk shooting at us? Yeah, good idea. Because as we all know, Bright certainly wouldn't ever endanger civilians during a military action. I'm looking no, directly not at, at all. the camera right now. And we get another cutover. We see August incoming. And Lena DMs Judo to tell him the core base is incoming too. But like Glimmy and August are like sort of like, you know, double team firing on him so they can't dock just yet. And we got a cut over uh, where we can see Lena herself, and she has a really bad fever, and Pull is like, oh, fuck, oh, shit, dude. And, and basically, Pull runs off to get something cool, it's like, you know, like a cool rag to sort of cool Lena down. And uh, then we come back to Bright, and he says that they don't have a choice. They have to fire the cannon at the subtle on anyway. And they just fucking, they just shoot it. <laughs> Bright's like, fuck them kids. And he just, like, shoots it, and it goes over Dakar, and thankfully nothing, nothing gets hit. But it, like, hits the side of the saddle and Haman's like, Argama, why must you fucking torment me so? <laughs> and uh, then we go back to the fight and Rue uh, gives Judo some supporting fire so he can dock and line everything up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he successfully combines his two pieces and order, orders Eno to, to join in. Yeah, join, join the fun, buddy. And uh, yeah, so they transform. And uh, August is like, oh, nope, fucking, I'm out of here. See ya! Yeah, August was like, well, the fucking Sadalans retreated, so I do not need to be here right now. Goodbye, Mr. Toto. And and while Glimmy is distracted by arguing with uh, with August, Judo just flies up and whoop, cuts his rider in half. Fuck yeah. He's like, you're too dangerous. Sorry, but I'm gonna have to do you in, Glimmy. See ya, fucker. But Glimmy just kind of lands with a Mathapola who catches him. Um, But then, fucking... And... and as yet unproblematic Rue is here who grabs Glemmy's Bawu and she starts attacking him and she's like sort of antagonizing him. But, you know, and like Lena's feeling all this and like for some reason, I think Lena calls out to Rue. I do not know what the point of that one shot is, but Lena calls out to Rue and Rue's like, huh. And, you know, Glemmy like knocks Rue away and Amatha attacks her and like she's shot down. Like, you know, Rue starts fighting Amatha Polar for like a grand total of five seconds before she knocks her away and starts like firing at her with the Zeta's uh, rifle. Oh, you know what? I think we did miss something though. Oh, yeah. Um, one, th- one thing I, I really thought was funny it, it, before this. Yes, let's talk about something funny before a character dies, Jake. Good idea. <laughs> yes, let's, let's do something funny. Kind of break the tension a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, so back when Rue had Glimmy, um, like, you know, held up and kind of like was like about to attack him, he he, he uh, says, fine, do as you please, Rue. If you're the one who kills me, I'll be satisfied. Oh, God, you fucking freak ass. <laughs> and um, Be normal. And so that's when uh, Amatha is really able to attack her because she hesitates and he smacks right. her away. Hesitation is defeat, Sekiro. <laughs> um, but then... Ugh. 
Rue turns and shoots at Amatha and hits her hits her rider, and she starts to fall. And uh, Rue shoots and hits her a few more times. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the suit is falling right for where that shack is. Oh! And pulls running back. Um, and there's a big explosion, and uh, everything's on fire. Uh oh, sisters! I don't know if this is. I don't know if Lena's gonna be able to get out of this one. And Glimmy uh, says that he can he can feel that Judah's fighting spirit has just disappeared. Yeah, I wonder fucking why. And like, cause yeah, like Judo sees this happen, Paul sees this happen, and they like they all sort of like land to fucking check out the scene, as it were. And um, Judo runs up to Paul, who is just on her knees crying, and mm-hmm. uh, he's like, "Where's Lena?" She's she's like, "She was sleeping in there." But why did you leave her? You said you wouldn't leave her. And and pulls like you know she explains like oh she has a fever like I went off to get a cool rag and like and I think Judo realizes like oh it's not her fault and like Judo finds yeah. like Lena's shoe in the wreckage and fucking like Glemmy is here now and Glemmy has a gun and he's like aiming at them and he sees pull and and you know Glemmy's like what the fuck happened and like you know pulls refusing to go back and like you know he says that Lena's dead and fucking. Judo's like refusing. Judo's like she's not dead. Like she must have escaped somehow. And like he he tells Glemmy how Haman shot her before they tried to escape and this whole fucking situation. And it's just like Glemmy's like fucking this is I leave and this is what you freaks get up to. <laughs> and Glemmy, Glemmy has a shitty line. He's like, well then why did you leave her alone? Oh I don't know. Maybe because you ran up and started attacking us, asshole. Like you fucking Glemmy, you kidnapped a ten year old. You really do not get a say in any of this. <laughs> Um, and he sees the rest of his troops leaving. And so he's like, well, I better get out of here before I'm surrounded by y'all. Yeesh. And he, he like just asks, Paul, he's like, Hey, Paul, want to come back to me? Paul's like, fuck you. And Glenn's like, all right, fair enough. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. She's like, fuck you. I hate you. And Glenn's like, yeah, I fucking can't blame you. And like, Glenn, gets a weird sort of like almost an introspective moment where Glenn is like, what have I been doing all this time? Like he thinks about like, you know, like raising Lena and like letting Paul go and like, I, I genuinely don't know. I don't think it's Glemmy like necessarily regretting his actions, but I think it's more like Glemmy's like, I need to fucking kick up a notch if I have to do whatever schemes I'm up to that we don't know yet, but we know exists in the first place because Glemmy's definitely scheming something, you know? Yeah. I, that was that was my takeaway of like, Glemmy's like, okay, I have to continue being a bastard, but even more so now. And uh, after, after Glemmy flies away, uh, everybody's telling Judah that they have to leave. He's like, I can't. She might still be alive out there somewhere. Mm, and this snatches. scene fucking sucks yeah it does Ooh, it made me so mad uh, Rue just takes the shoe out of his hand and throws it into the fire and uh, they fight about what he should do mm-hmm. and she calls him a wimp and says that he has to carry on and I'm like bro his sister him- died 10 minutes ago what the fuck yeah and uh, Paul's like let's just go back to the Argama I know that I'll never be able to take Lena's place, but I can, I can be a little sister for you. I can help take care of you. And like, Paul, no, read the fucking room, because Judah just like pushes her head away, and she's like, like squats down, starts sobbing even harder, and like he's crying, and just like the episode ends with this fucking just like tragic scene of them all like staring at the burning hut that Lena's body is presumably inside. Like fucking, oh my god! I know that Gundam does like character deaths, but like, ah, beans, so you know. Much. It's a little, it's much, God, I mean, I know the episode is called Lena's Blood, but fucking, 
Whew. Yikes, you know? Not great. Doesn't feel too good. <clears throat> and so now, now that we in, near the end of the episode, we uh, come to Jake's theory time. That oh, I, uh, fuck yes. that a little bit. Please, please hit a little me bit with of that. that. So the last time that we see Lena having like a new type moment, she sort of starts to sit up a little bit. And then her shoe is outside. Why would her shoe have been outside? That's okay, okay, okay. I don't think she's dead. I think she got out of there. I think she, I think she got up and ran the fuck away. I think, I think she is like collapsed somewhere. And I think that we're going to see her later. I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I think that she got out of there. Whew, okay, I I am very interested in this because I I mean I am of the the mind that yeah Lena fucking beefed it, um and I don't hmm like I'm 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 trying to think what the show would do vis a vis Lena being alive after we thought that she was dead because I I like I wonder what resolution we'd get from that if Judah's like I grieved for you and you're back and it's like I'm happy and sad and mad that I thought you were dead and I don't know I don't know I don't know because we're about. We are more than halfway through the show at this point, obviously. We have, yeah. I think, six more episodes to go after this one, which is, you know, 18 episodes of the actual show. So we have, you know, fucking plenty of, oh, I was of like, shit wait, to get really? through. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh, the show's about to end. Um, no, I, I'm definitely going to put a pin in that because I really want to see, like, if we're going to get some teaser at some point of, like, yeah, Lena's not dead. I don't know. I don't know. And, like, you know, there's, there's that old rule of, like, that's... You know, I, I mostly see it in comic books and stuff, but there's that, like, that tropey rule of no corpse, no death. That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, we don't always, I feel like for Gundam, we don't really always get a corpse because, I mean, a lot of it's in space. But, like, they definitely, I've noticed that, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you know what? Because, like, when, well, hmm, let me think, let me think. At the end of Zeta, we know Char, well, we know Char's alive because there's a fucking movie called Char's Counterattack, but even so, you do i mean i I guess it's a little more obvious with that because you see the hyakushiki and you see that the cockpit's open um but like yeah i i I feel like if a character dies you see them die you know so i don't know i i'm I'm very much like i don't know what to believe on this one and this um hops into the next episode a little bit um Mm -hmm. for the theory but they do say that they didn't give him time to look they had to get out of there that's immediately. true. That, so he didn't oh, even have time to look for her. Shit. Oh shit, Jake. Oh, I don't know, man. You might be onto something here. I I think that I think that she's out there somewhere. Hmm. Where's Where's Lena? Oh man. Okay. All right. I'm I'm definitely putting a pin in that because I really am like I wanna I wanna explore this more. Oh, that's exciting. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. Especially because you know Gundam shows always end up back in space. So they got to reunite with her pretty soon. But I feel like, I yeah. feel, I yeah. feel like she's got to be there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Well, I'm, I, Maybe I'm, I'm just hopeful it. with that beyond hope, but like, yeah, <laughs> well, I'm rotating it in my mind either way. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge one way or another when we get there, <laughs> or we just never mention Lena again. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, uh, shall we get on to the last episode of this week, Jake? Absolutely. All right, this one's, uh, well, it's not really lighter in tone. It's, it's fucking maybe even more frustrating than this one. It is called... Episode 29, Runaway Rue. 
In this episode, everyone is back aboard the Argama, but Judo is still in shock and refuses to leave the core fighter. Gru is still mad at Judo and wants him to get over it and get back to normal. Bicha, of all people, defends him, but Rue runs off to forcibly open the cockpit. She finds Judo in shock in the cockpit with a broken uh, dashboard, but he runs off as she tries to reason with him again. Pull once again tells Judo that she'll try to be his little sister, even though it isn't the same. Rue and Bicha and Mondo continue to argue when the Argama gets the alarm for battle. They need to stop Glemmy and August's Drysons from attacking a Karaba base in a town called Algolia. Rue flies off on her own and the team sorties, including Judo. Bicha decides to use Rue's core as a shield so Glemmy won't shoot at them and he is able to destroy Glemmy's Bawu, but not before Rue can escape, leaving Glemmy stranded to wander the desert alone. The team drive off the Drysons and make it back to the Argama without Rue as she continues to fly the desert alone as Glemmy watches from the ground. What fucking happens in this one? Ooh, the uh, the first two were difficult, but this mm -hmm. one was frustrating. Yeah, in an entirely different way. And and like you said, this one starts out. Judas narrating they had to return to the Argama so quickly they couldn't even find Lena's body. What could it possibly mean? Um, and yeah, so we we kind of start off after his little uh, explanation with Astonage like towing in the core fighter. Mm -hmm. Judo landed on the Argama and then just stopped. He didn't even bring it inside. Yeah, he like landed in pieces and didn't like bother. Yeah, he's just he's just there. He just doesn't give a shit. And, and Asnot has to get in like the fucking like forklift looking thing. And like everyone's like very very tired. It's clearly very early in the morning, like six a.m. probably. And just like oh yeah, Judo's I'm sure nobody has slept yet. No, yeah, they they've been awake since last night because the whole fucking battle and everything. Um. And we get this cute little scene. Uh, we see Bicha and Mondo, and they're, like, talking about the Hyakushiki, and Bicha's like, oh, the leg is so tight. And, like, they're actually, like, kind of taking care of it and getting into it and, like, caring about it, which is all like, oh, shit. They're, like, kind of pulling their weight now, aren't they? Yeah, and, like, I, I can't remember if this is now or the second time, but they, they say that they need to, like, oil the knee, and uh -huh. they find out that they have, like, the wrong type of oil for it, and he gets frustrated because it's not going to be good for it. And I was like, aw. I used to be a warrior like you until I got the wrong oil on my knee. <laughs> Remember that fucking joke from 10 years ago? Oh my god. Skyrim came out in 2011. What the fuck? Um, let's see. Rue is still rude as hell. Hey. Still mad about Judo being in chalk. And Ella's like completely on her ass about it. And like, you know, Ella's like, she, he fucking lost his sister last night. What the fuck, Rue? And she's, she just doesn't understand how he can't just get over it. Yeah, like, everyone dies, so if I can get over it. If Rue is being, like, a little too Reddit for my taste right now. <laughs> and uh, Paul explains that, like, Judo can't feel Lena at all through his, like, new typeness. When even, like, before, he could feel her just a little bit, like, almost always. He can't feel her at all right now. And it is just affecting him greatly. Like, he feels, like, an emptiness inside because... There's, it's just missing, that connection. I still hold true to my theory, though. Hello? My mic is muted. Haha. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I was like, oh, crap. Did my internet go out or something? No, you're good. <laughs> um, no. Um, but, yeah, no. It, it's like, because, you know, we get that. And then Elle's talking to Rue about how Judo's new type of abilities are so much stronger now. He can, like, so much more viscerally feel Lena's death. So it might be that he's, like, still, like, in a funk and, like, you know, totally shocked that he, like, can't even, like, really use his new type of abilities like that. So it could be that she's still out there and he's just, like not able to reach out to her in that way. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, yeah. And then Rue is like, well, okay, maybe he's not a full new type yet. So he's just drowning in his emotions. And, like, I'm going to open his eyes for him. And then, like, the the the, the double Zeta character rankings are bouncing all over the place. Because then Bicha comes to Judo's rescue now. Yeah, Bicha, of all people, is like, hey, maybe leave him alone. He needs 
time by himself to Just, heal. I know. It's like, oh shit, Beecha, let's fucking go. Like, who would have expected Beecha to have any emotional intelligence whatsoever? I know. And yeah, he's arguing with 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 Rue, and you know they run, they walk off or whatever, and like. They, they see, we get another scene of, like, Mondo carrying petroleum jelly. And he's like, yeah, they told me to use this instead. And Elle's like, why are they caring so much about things? It's just, like, really funny to see that, like, literally no one expected Beach and Mondo to, like, pull their weight around here. <laughs> no one ever thought they'd give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. You'll love I to didn't, see nah, I didn't either, so whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. So this is when Rue makes it to the cockpit. Pole tries to stop her and says that they need to wait for him to come out on his own. And Rue's like, we don't need a sad judo, we need a fighting judo. Yeah, and like, she's like, you know, they're trying to hold her back, but she ends up like pressing the open button on the cockpit, and like, she's like kind of shocked because we see a judo, which is like kind of like sitting there staring, and like the dashboard is cracked, and his like hands are all like beaten up, and he's just like, oh shit, he's fucking mad right now. And uh, she urges him to get out of the cockpit, but he is just totally unresponsive. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I didn't know you were this kind of guy. Suck it up. Lots of people die in war. Like What fucking... God, Rue? Come on! Read the room. And, uh, Pull says this has... Wait, what does that even mean? I just watched this episode. I don't remember what that name is. <laughs> um, but the, uh, Rue says that, you know, we're in a war. And that word gets some movement from him. Um, war. And so she knows that and she tells him to use his anger to rediscover his will to fight. Yeah, and fucking... And again, like, his sister hasn't even been dead, air quotes, for, like, 12 hours yet, even. Yeah, like, give him some time, at least. Like, maybe maybe if he was like this, you know, a fucking long-ass time down the line, but this is this is a fresh wound. And eventually, Judo's, like, tries to, like, fucking run away, and he's just, like, so mad, but, like, Asinash, like, just fo- football tackles him and restrains him. And she says, I guess I thought too highly of you. And then just sit there crying like a baby, then. Yeah, Rue Rue's no longer valid. I think Rue's canceled. <laughs> and I was like I was like, ooh, if they try to like make us sympathize with her for feeling this way, I am not gonna have it. I mean, they kind of do, unfortunately. We'll get there. Uh and then we cut away, and this scene's kinda funny, and it's just um Haman and Glemmy in the Sadalon looking at like a fucking like photo slideshow. <laughs> not not even of anything. It's like flowers and mountains and just like textures and just like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I didn't. And then she just like. Uh, By the way, what happened to that girl, Lena? Just wondering. She's a child. <laughs> Do those words truly come from your heart, Glimmy? He's like you're fucking ice cold, my man. Oh my god. And uh, then after that little weird exchange, she yeah, turns the lights strange. on, turns the slideshow off, and uh, comes like, oh, she, fuck, right, God. She's like, I'm warning. going to go seize the Titans facilities and. I want you to seize the Krabus facilities. Yeah. And and he's like facing away from her right now. He's facing the wall and he's like, yes, ma'am. And like, he kind of like does this weird grimace when she orders him to take all the Krabus facilities. So it's like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's Glemmy. Again, I'm still not sure. I don't know if it's Glemmy being like, ah, fuck, I regret being what I am in Neo Zeon or if it's Glemmy being like, ah, fuck, I won't be able to like take on my plans when I'm working for Hamon all this time. Either way, you know, it's one or the other, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. God, I can't wait to see what he's up to. I know! What's his deal? I like him a lot. Um, let's see. We cut over again. We're on the Argama. Everyone's, like, Asinage and, uh, Pull and Rue and, like, one other guy are, like, carrying Judo around. And Bright's like, can you, like, fucking give him a break? Just let him go. And, uh, Judo says, nobody understands how I feel right now. And Pull's like, I do. 
I can't fully take Lena's place, but I'll try. I'm like, just lay off a minute, kid. You gotta stop it. You gotta stop it, Paul. But like, Judo's like, I I don't know. I think I think this one like works on Judo, and like Judo kind of like holds her and like presses his forehead against hers, and she's like, oh shit, like the guy just like needs a shoulder to crown right now. I think. Yeah. But like, I I I don't know. I appreciate that. Like, I feel like Paul is starting to sort of get the situation where she's like, like half it's like, okay, read the room, Paul. You know, you keep on saying that, you know, you're not a suitable replacement. So not stop trying to say that you're a replacement. But at the same time, I feel like Paul sort of realizes that Judo maybe does actually just need someone to like, you know, be close to him and like, just like be nothing but nice to him, especially after Rue is like trying to kick him all the time. I don't know. I, I, these epi- this episode really, really endeared me to Paul. Me too. Like, like you said, she's finally is starting to get it. And uh-huh. yeah, it, it makes her um like, it makes her work a lot better as for me. Yeah, what she gets that emotional intelligence of a fucking ten year old. <laughs> um, but yeah, we cut over again. Glimmy's talking to August, and they're they're gonna they gotta take Algolia in Algeria. So it's like a crab base. They gotta do it for the Argama can incept in, in, incept before the Argama can intercept them. And then Glemmy says some fucking weird bat shit. He says, "Do as Venus pleases, and she will take Mars with her." What? <laughs> and August is like, "You're stupid, but whatever. I'm uh, I'm just gonna ignore that." What kind of fucking weed did they give you on Axis, dude? And it's like, I, I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I feel like that's Glummy basically saying out loud, I am working with Haman in order to further my own goals secretly, and no one knows it. And everyone's like, all right, well, fucking whatever, dude. Yeah, sure. Getting your weird Bawoo robot. You're nutter. Okay, bye-bye. No. <laughs> you can, if you act weird as hell, I, it's like, I saw a tweet that says, if you're hot and insane, you can do literally anything. And it's like, yeah, fucking it's true for like half of the Gundam characters. <laughs> So yeah, August like walks away thinking that Glimmy's a fool, but he's like, "This mission will help me see be seen more favorably in Haman's eyes." So I will do it. I mean, hey, we've seen August for two episodes now, which is more than most of the Neo's the goons. So maybe August is going to be important <laughs> in Haman's eyes. We could poss- fucking possibly say. And so they launch, and uh, we cut back over to the Argama, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and BJ and Mondo are chatting uh, just with each other that uh, you know, Rue was just being way too hard on him earlier. That's really like fucked up. Fucked up, dude! And f- speak of the devil. Rue's here, and she's like two levels up on the hangar, and she's like, oh, what's up, Picha? And she like drops a wrench, and he's like, can you toss it back to me? And he does it like right out of reach, so she tries to go for it, and like like scrambles and almost falls off. She's like, did you do it on purpose? And Mondo's like, oh, you fucking pissed her off now? And Picha's like, yeah, according to Keikaku. <laughs> and she comes downstairs to get the wrench herself and to yell at them a little bit. And Picha mm-hmm. says this great line. He says, uh, you shouldn't have stomped on a miserable guy's heart with your muddy shoes. Yeah, fucking get her ass. I love that line. I beat you. Oh, God. It is with a heavy heart that Beach has shot up my double Zeta character rankings. <laughs> he is all over the place. Like, yeah, and, and it's like, I don't. He's he's the wild card. He's the Charlie Kelly of the group. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's probably more Mondo. Um, Beach is, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't have enough time in the day to assign uh, It's Always Sunny character still, the double Zeta crew. <laughs> Um, but Rue's a real, Rue's being a real dentist right now. Um, <laughs> but she, she, she says something about like, talk about a warped way to show support for your friend. And and like, God, these people are freaks. All these people are freaks. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. They're actively bullying the bully. So it's, it's good. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's not it's, a warped um, way. It's good. It's, it's, it's double jeopardy. <laughs> and he tells her that she doesn't get it because she's not from Shangri-La like everyone else is. And it's like, I probably aren't really friends with them. Like they all are. They've, they're like childhood friends, presumably, you know? And Rue's yeah. been here for a couple months. And then, and then fucking 
my 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 nice my nice good favorite boy Eno is like, well, actually, she has a point. If he develops his new type of abilities further, he can be an asset for Aug. Can you fuck off? And Mono's like, since when did you start licking Aug's boots? And I'm like, yeah, Eno. Since when did you start licking Aug's boots? Can you get fuck off? It felt super out of character. I know it. I genuinely, the writer's like, oh, fuck, we need a devil's advocate because we know no one's going to side with Rue in character. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe Astonage could be the one who's like, oh, I don't know, Rue has a point because he's like an actual member of Ayug. It doesn't, doesn't, it did not need to be Eno. <sighs> Poor Eno. Then, like, Mondo would just like start like fist fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're just having a brawl. And, uh, Mondo, yeah, she, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of cool because, like, he, he tries to punch her. And you can tell that she's had actual combat training on, like, these kids. Because mm-hmm. she just easily, like, pushes it away and, like, like just super, yeah, like, deflects the path of the blow and, like, smacks him and, like, throws him away. Well, you think about it. Uh, Rue, Ru, her base of operations before this was La Vie en Rose. So she was around Wong all the time. So she had to be able to basically, you know, she had to have hand-to-hand training to fight that fucking nasty freak 25-year-old man. I hate Wong, Wong so fucking tw- much. Oh, Wong God. is 25! It, it, it oh. never... Never, I'll never get over it. It's awful, truly. I hate um, Wong. I hate Wong. Wong fucking sucks. Can we just like blow up La Vie and Rose, please? Uh, anyway, so we, we cut over to the bridge where Bright gets the alarm. It's like, you know, they get a transmission and Keithron tells him, he's like, yo, we got to go to Elgolia uh, because the, the fucking Zeno Zeon's attacking a Krava base. And Bright's like, let's fucking go, baby. And so everybody is to battle stations. And uh, hearing this, Eno breaks up their fight. And then Rue just uh, runs and hops to one of the core fighters, and they're like, "Hey, that's not where you're supposed to go during uh, battle stations. Where? What are you? What are you doing?" She don't care. She just goes. And uh, they quickly decide that uh, oh, she is just going a wall. Okay. Mm, fucking, I guess. And then very shortly after, everyone else sorties, beaches in the minion, elves and Zeta, Mondo's in the Mark II, and even Judo is here in the core. And and Asnod's just like, "Are you good?" And Judo basically says, like, yeah, like, it's it's better than sitting in my room moping. And Astonaut's just like, ah, oh, yeah, fuck it is. He, like, gives him the thumbs up. He's like, hell yeah, buddy. Go get him, tiger. And, uh, Eno goes to get in, like, the core base. And he's going to, like, launch with Judo. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Judo's about to launch, he has, like, a flashback of Pole trying to cheer yeah. him up. Yeah. I like this which, a lot. It was really sweet. What, 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 what does Pole say to Judo here? I didn't write it down. Okay, uh, uh, yeah, it, it, in the flashback, Paul is basically telling him, he's like, he's not himself if he's not cheerful. Like, Judo, he, oh, she, yeah, I think she says, like, in, in, in third person to him, Judo isn't Judo if he's not being cheerful. And, like, he kind of, like, agrees with her in her head, and, like, in, in his head, and he flies off. It's like, huh, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think Judo should be pushing himself to get over this so quickly, but, like, I, I appreciate that he's, like, sort of, like, starting to see Paul's side of things, too. It's like, okay, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the goofball, I'm the jokester guy. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I I really don't want him to be pushing himself like this, but I'm glad that he's actually, you know, he has the emotional intelligence of all this situation to kind of understand the situation he's in. Eh. Eh. And, you know, Gundam has definitely never had anybody shrug off their feelings and then have oh my repercussions God. later. That That's, definitely can't be something that'll happen. It's not like a theme of almost every single show in the entire series, who could possibly say. <laughs> but yeah, he flies off, and we see Rue, who's like already flying ahead. She sees Elgolia, but she's attacked by all the Drysons and August squad, and like, is there just fucking, you know, she can't really fight three Drysons at once, maybe four, I don't remember how many there are. Um, but yeah, she's doing her best to evade fire, and then I think it was the Zeta shows up and saves her. Yeah, yeah, L flies away, or flies up in the Zeta, and, like, and she's in Jurita mode, and 
Glemmy like sort of orders the Drysons to go ahead to attack the Krabba base while he basically flies off to go after Rue because uh, they're like stand users. They're like gravitating towards each other on the battlefield. <laughs> and then uh, Beecha comes up with just this uh, genius plan. Oh my god. Like, um, I don't... I While I think Beecha is higher ranked than Rue in this episode, this, this plan's a little bit much, my guy. <laughs> yeah! So he decides that, like, hey, Glimmy has, like, a thing for Rue... So what if we use Rue as a shield since she's kind of on our shit list right now? Let's put Rue in danger. Use her as a fucking human shield because she deserves it. Tr- narrator's note, she does not deserve this. And honestly, like when he said that, like use her as a shield, I thought it was going to be kind of like other moments in the show where they've just kind of put something between them and the enemy. Like I'm going to use this ship as a shield or I'm going to use so-and-so as a shield. But, uh, like, like last episode where she was going to use the city by just, like, being uh-huh. above it. Being above Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, we, we get, like, a fucking yakety sax montage of Beach and Mondo trying to physically grab Ruin the core fighter while she tries to fly away from them. She's like, what the fuck are you freaks doing to me? <laughs> Beach finally catches it oh and uh, is holding it up like a goddamn shield and flies straight for Glimmy. Yeah, Glimmy sees it and he's like, oh, this fucking sucks, dude. Because Glimmy does not... You know, he won't engage with this. He's not going to shoot because he's, you know, it's Rue. He would never shoot at Rue. So the plan is actually working. And uh, he, he tries to run away, but they keep chasing him. So he eventually transform and, transforms and lands. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Beecha tackles him, slamming the core fighter into the Bowu's chest. Yeah, that was a, like fucking a lot. Like, Beecha, don't do that. Oh, my God, please. Because he just like basically like shoves Rue into Glemmy and like crashes into him. And then, like, Rue is, like, gets out. She's, like, Rue's, like, fuck this. Fuck you all. She's, like, runs away from the core fighter. <laughs> She's, like, yeah, I'm not about this. And then, and this distracts, uh, this distracts Glenny enough. And Beach is, like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And Beach just, like, stabs the Bowu with a beam saber. And then, uh, Glenny's, like, oh, crap. And he, he oh, exits fuck, the, uh, the Bowu and he, like, starts running after, after Rue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Bowu goes boom. Bowu goes Bowu boom. Rue takes off and Glummy is like, like literally like face planted in the ground. It's like, so long, suckers. I say as I rev up my, uh, as I rev up my core fighter. When this, when the sand clears, Glummy Toto is lying dead in the desert. And uh, he's, but he's just not, kind he's of regretting dead. his life right now. He says specifically, "I swore I would abandon the bloom of my youth." And the bow blows up again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't big enough last time. Yeah, I got it. well. Remember, it's in two halves. It's the attacker and then the nutter, and the nutter is a bigger explosion. It's, it's yeah, a metaphor true. you see. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the Gundam team sort of like is just like standing there staring at this, and Beach is like, "Whew, you reap what you sow." Women are scary, and Elle is like, "That is not the takeaway here, my guy." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, as they're chatting, Bright radios them. He's like, "Why are you just standing around? Get to Ogolia at once." They're bombing the fucking city, and it's like, "Oh yeah, they are fucking under attack." Oh yeah, we had a job. Whoops. I, I, I forgot about that. And they're, you know, they go back. But Judo and Eno are still there. They're already at Algolia and they're like fighting and like Pull feels the pain from his aura. And then like th- this part, I'm just like, oh God, I fucking hate this. Because Judo remembers Rue's words to him to rediscover his will to fight. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to go sicko mode now. And Judo is like tactically just like fucking not even transforming the core, just like firing from the core fighter and like blowing up the Drysons. He's doing a damn good job. Yeah, he takes out like two or three of them, I think. He's like just like fucking. He's like he's not like ape shit. He's just like it's like a, a what's the word like contained rage right now. <laughs> and uh, 
So August sees the uh, the Gundam team coming, and uh, he's like, "Okay, we're going to retreat. We've uh, already accomplished our goal, and we're not going to fight that." <laughs> fuck, fuck them kids! And he and he flies off. And Judah wants to fall. And in this part, I was very surprised at Judah's restraint because he wants to fly off, and everyone's like, "Don't, don't follow them too far. We have to fucking put out the flyers in this town." And yeah, to Judah's credit, he does not go off and fall, fly after them. And I was like, "Really, you really thought he was gonna?" Because you know. That's what Amuro would do. That's what Camille would do. But I feel like it's interesting to me that Judo, despite being the youngest of the three of them, is able to like have the emotional intelligence to be like, okay, I understand that there are more pressing needs right now. This really is the emotional intelligence episode, isn't it? <laughs> and I mean, honestly, you said, you know, like the other two would have. And I think an earlier Judo would have also. I don't think that uh, I think Judo near the beginning of the show probably wouldn't have stayed around either. No, absolutely, you're right. Yeah, like, th- th- this is like Judo after going through capital C, capital D character development. Not necessarily <laughs> a positive outcome of that, but an outcome nonetheless. You know, it's like, art, art, art is meant to listen to an emotional response, whether that's a good or bad emotional response is up to the viewer. Um, let's see what happens next. Uh, we see Glimmy sitting out alone in the desert, just uh, mm-hmm. in some shade under a rock, and he kind of cries out in agony and frustration. Yeah. And then we uh, then we time he sees August. Yeah, he he sees August flying away. He's like, "Oh, you fucker!" Because August is like, "Glemmy, we don't know what the fuck Glemmy's doing. Let's just like, ditch that fucking dude." And they do. <laughs> Glemmy's like, you know, in the desert right now. Um, and yeah, we we cut back over to the Argama. They're all regrouped, except Rue is not there. Of course, they realize that Rue ran off with the core fighter. And Bright's like, "Ah, let's fucking punish her." And they're like, whoa, shit, dude, I don't know about that. And Bright's like, she stole military hardware. And he's like, Fucking I don't care that she left. I don't care about her specifically leaving. I care that we don't have the core fighter anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fucking. Ugh. And uh, Judo and them are still upset. And I was like, that's kind of surprising just because, like, she was so in your shit list earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they're not mad at her, too. Yeah, no, because we sort of learned from Eno that Beach and Mondo were like, you know, Judo asked Beach and, or, I'm sorry, Judo asked, you know, it's like, were Beach and Mondo on her case? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, okay, it's my responsibility then. So it's like, Judo is like really trying to be the adult in the room right now, being like, it's basically my fault that Beach and Mondo picked on Rue enough for Rue to fuck off because I was so sad about my sister dying yesterday. Yeah, and I'm like, Judo, that is yeah, not the case, my dude. It this, is yeah, not you don't your responsibility. Need to, you don't need to take responsibility for this one, I think, Chief. <laughs> yeah, it is It is her fault that people got mad at her for being an asshole. Yeah, and then the last sort of scene of the episode, Rue is flying off. It's like sunset in the desert now, and she's sort of like, thing to Judo, she's like, you know, I don't want you to give into despair, discover your fighting spirit, blah, blah, blah. Basically the same shit she said before, but like in a, in a slightly more sympathetic, positive way, I guess. Yeah, Um. so I wrote it down because I thought it was a good Oh, quote. yeah, hit me. She goes, uh, nothing is born from sadness, Judo. You have to fight because that will help you to keep living. Don't let sadness beat you, Judo. And I was like, hey, maybe if you said that earlier? Yeah, yeah. Other than... I, oh, God. <sighs> Rue, please. Um, but Glimmy sees the core fighter overhead and he's like, oh, I wonder if that's Rue. I wonder if that's Rue up there. Just <laughs> Ron Howard voice, it was. <laughs> and she flies off into the sunset and we get another very pretty, pretty end screen. Yeah, and these, those were episodes. Fucking good God. Hoo-wee. And I, I, I tell you what, Jake, I just did not even bother with an episode segment today. Um, half because these episodes were, you know, took quite a bit out of me, and half because I had so much Pokemon to do this weekend. This, 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 this podcast recording is sandwiched by a battle on either end of it. So I was just like, fucking whatever. Oh, goodness. The okay. listeners <laughs> will have to deal with just the sadness of uh, Lena Ashta dying. And not, you know, me talking about a funny, you know, voice actor who talked about Paul Blart or whatever the fuck. It's fine. 
Um, and, I guess. Uh, hmm. What are you going to say? I was going to say, uh, I don't know what I was going to say, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, um, oh, do you have a g- 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 Gunpla update, Jake? That can be a segment if we have one. I do not. I have not been able to have much time to work on my Gunpla lately. So so my double Zeta is still torso and arms and head only. Okay. Well, it's, it's kind of like how it was at the beginning of this episode, just in pieces on the deck. So it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's dietetic. Um, yeah. Well, mine is I have bi- I have built my I built my Wodon pod from Build Fighters Try, um, and I and in the same vein I built my Turn A Gundam because that's where Wodon was originally from. That was a fun build. It's very different because it's like the, the the design is just so radically different. Like it's not built like a traditional Gundam is. I mean, you build it in the same sort of way, but like just the the shape of the pieces and everything is like very very strange and different. Especially the legs. The legs are very funky to put together and articulate in a very strange way that I really appreciated Ooh. as I built it. I'm thinking about how the turn A like just looks, and I like you know I hadn't thought about how the gun flow would be, but yeah, I can bet. I bet that's I mean, ooh, I now I want to build it. I've never even watched it's, turn A, but I'm like, oh, I want to build this because it'll be fun. Yeah, that, I, that I, seems neat. I got. I want to say it was like pretty cheap from USA Gundam Store, like sixteen, seventeen bucks or something. So hell yeah, pretty good. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, that's the Gunpla update. There's your segment. I'll I'll feed you scraps this week. Maybe next week I'll have a bigger <laughs> meal for you. Uh, well, I guess there's not much else to talk about, but Jake, I would like to know, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Jakey Poo. You can also find me on a podcast, Most Foul, where my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books, and they are, uh, we, or the podcast is actually coming out again, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, Good we are going news. to be recording the second episode of the second book later today, and then uh, you can also catch me on uh, Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts-inspired actual play podcast. Yeah, baby. Where can we find you, Max? I am on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. I have some other podcasts, including Pod of Greed, the world's number one and only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast sponsored by Kaiba Corp. That is on Twitter at Pod of Greed Cast. We are beginning next week the uh, Shadow Riders arc of GX. Once again, I will reiterate, GX is a better show than Duel Monsters is, and I have come to this conclusion halfway through season one, which is fucking insane that the quality is that good. That's um, wild. Yeah, right? And also, I have another show called Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast. That is at slappersonlypod.com or twitter.com slash slappersonlypod. I believe when this episode goes up, we will have just recorded our episode on a little little bug game called Hollow Knight, my second favorite Ooh. game of all time. I'm so fucking excited to talk about Christopher Larkin's good, good bug music. I need to uh, I need to finish that game. I have started you it, but I have to not beat it yet. It. It's such it's a so good game, fun. Jake. I'm super early in, and I'm loving it. I like do 100 percent run that game like about every six months. So I'm on like my like fifth playthrough right now that I'm playing for the pod. I mean, Hell I played yeah. it before the pod like, before I decided to do it for the pod because my co-host Jordan was playing it, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm inspired now. It's like the rule of the universe where if you see someone playing Hollow Knight, you also have to play Hollow Knight. Good fucking gameplay. <laughs> it's 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 like fifteen dollars on Switch. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I own it. I own it on Switch. Um, and then like the next month, PlayStation Network put it out for free. Yeah. So now I, now I own it on Switch and PlayStation Network, and I was like, hell yeah. My my, my playthrough is on PSN right now because like, I can get some fucking trophies out of this bad boy. Hell yeah. Let me replay it for the fifth time. Why as well get something else out of it? Exactly. <sighs> That's good shit. And this podcast is on the Noise Space Network. You can go to noisepace.xyz to catch this and many, many more shows, including special great snacks about a very wonderful anime called Jujutsu Kaisen that I started watching last night, and I am truly loving it. It has given me actual belly laughs. Very, very, very funny show. Incredible animation. 
good shit. Check that one out. Check all the other shows out. Nightmare and Air about creepypastas. Love it. Podcasting 2021. Delicious. Nummy, nummy. Uh, What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Whose turn is it for Robot of the Week? I want to say... I want to say it's mine. Because I think it's like the person who does the intro does the robot. I think I I think I did Mega Man Zero last week. You did, yeah. You you did Zero last week. Yes, yes, yes. So okay. Max, uh, you got a robot of the week for us. Um, I am expanding the outer limits of my mind to think of what my robot of the week is. And I tell you what, Jake, my robot of the week is Bender from Futurama. <laughs> oh, it, it's the go-to, and I, I I think that's just like the pod lore where if you can't think of anything, you have to get it to Bender from Futurama. It's like the fucking it. fifth time that fool's been brought, but you know what? A crowd favorite. We love it. I've considered bringing him a couple times, but yeah, okay, uh, good, good, good. I'm I'm sure we'll get at least one more Bender from this season, season <laughs> series, whatever. Um, all right, Jake. To close this one out, hopefully, hopefully next week will be better. Fingers crossed. I don't necessarily expect it to be because I think we're you know in the sad part of Double Zeta. But regardless, as we always say in the words of our ancestors, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. Good night, new types. Toodles. <laughs>